Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. You are listening to episode 56 of the Equipping ELLs podcast. Hey there, and welcome to another show, a brand new year of the Equipping ELLs podcast. I am so excited to begin a new series with you to, that we're starting today, and I'll be sharing more about that later on in the episode. But thanks for joining me. This has been such a blast to get to do this for a year, and I look forward to all the new episodes that are coming your way in 2023. I hope that you had a wonderful break and some time to rest and get refreshed. And now that you're ready to get back into all things ELL. So welcome to the show. Today, I want to talk and ask you a question and challenge you with a question that I think is essential to us supporting ELLs. And I don't think it's a question that's asked enough and talked about enough. But it is something that is so crucial and so vital that it is discussed with your coworkers, your administration, because the answer to this question is really going to guide how you support the ELLs in your school. Okay, so the question is this, how do you define success for your ELL students? That is something that we need to have a clear answer to, because if we don't, define what success looks like, our students might never feel successful. And if they never feel successful, then they're never going to want to keep trying. Learning a language is really tiring and really difficult. And there's a lot of days where it's just super frustrating. And so how can we make sure that our students are experiencing success throughout their journey? Too often, I think that we really see success for our ELLs 
as something that's only reached when they become proficient with their English-speaking peers or compared to their English-speaking peers, when they become proficient in English. But is that really success? Is that the only thing we're seeking and going for? Is success only reached when they test out of the language support services? I mean, those things are so far away from where our newcomers are starting. So are we limiting our students and missing out on so many other opportunities of success because we're not looking for it? Today, I'll be taking a deep dive into this question because I absolutely believe it is foundational to begin here. So let's get started. All right, so let's begin with the most common place to begin of looking at the word success. Let's take a look at the definition of success. So success can be defined as the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. Let me repeat that. The accomplishment of an aim or purpose. So are our our students, are our students successful if they pass out of language services? Absolutely. That's something to celebrate. They have reached that purpose, that aim. They've accomplished that. That's the definition of success. But if we're only focusing on those big areas of success, we're missing out on so many other things. And why I think this is so important is because however we define success is how we will define what we prioritize during our lessons and how we spend our time. Let me repeat that. However we define success will define how we prioritize our lessons and spend our time. If we see success as a certain percentage of students passing state testing, we will prioritize test prep for months before testing, right? You've seen this happen. If we, if we see success for our newcomer as volunteering to answer a question in class, we are going to prioritize creating a safe space where they feel comfortable to take risks. So do you see how this answer to this question is so crucial to our decision-making with our ELLs? And there is no answer that's a one-size-fits-all. Every student is going to have a different answer to this question, or at least every language group that you work with is going to have a different answer to this question. Hey there, I wanted to quickly interrupt this podcast episode to share with you the exciting giveaway that I am doing during the month of January. To celebrate the one year of equipping ELL's podcast, we are giving away to 10 lucky winners a resource of your choice from the Inspiring Young Learner store and to five lucky winners, you can win a grand prize of a one-year membership to Equipping ELLs. Here's how you enter. First, leave a review on wherever you listen to Equipping ELLs. Each review will be counted as an entry. For any additional entries, post on Instagram and tag Equipping ELLs with your favorite Equipping ELLs episode. And for additional entry opportunities, you can share this podcast with a friend or coworker and share the screenshot with me through a DM on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. And I'm excited about this opportunity for you to come join me inside Equipping ELLs. So there is no correct answer. And I know that's frustrating sometimes, but I am going to give you some guidelines of how to start to figure out some of those milestones, some of those small steps to success so that you are 
celebrating with your students when they reach that. You're not just waiting until they they are proficient until they test out of access to really celebrate where they've where they've come from and where they're going. Okay. This is a question you are going to want to talk to your fellow teachers with your co-teachers. You're going to want to collaborate on what this looks like because you want the buy-in from the homeroom teachers administration as well of seeing these small milestones and celebrating them so that your students are feeling successful, not just in your classroom, but in all the classrooms in the school, okay? One of the reasons I feel that this is a crucial time that we take the time to define and answer this question is because of seeing where our students are at post-pandemic. Like you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, I live in Panama City, Panama. And what has happened to these students post-pandemic is frightening. What is happening is very scary because the schools essentially shut down here for two years. They had very little support. They did not go in person for two years, and they had very little technology to support them. So our students here in Panama who are already a couple years behind in their grade levels, a new study just recently came out by UNICEF that was sharing about how Latin American countries Many of these students are now years behind. They said what was before maybe two or three years behind national standards are now nine to 10 years. Many of the students here are illiterate in their native language, in Spanish. And I bring this up because I've had many of you reach out to me with newcomers that you're, you're seeing from El Salvador, from Honduras, from Mexico, from Guatemala, and you're, they're coming in as fourth, fifth graders, and you're saying, these students are not able to write their name. They're not able to, they don't know anything. They don't know the letters in their native language, in Spanish. And you're just figuring out, how do you work with these students who are maybe different than five years ago, the newcomers that you had coming in, because of this pandemic that they've gone through. So that's why I want to bring this up, because this is a very strategic time, an important time to stop and to really define what is success for these types of newcomers that are coming in so that you can keep them moving forward so that our students are not just because they're in second grade and at this grade level, maybe those standards that we have for them post-pandemic are not where they can get to at this time because the gap has widened so much due to so many different outside circumstances. So I think having conversations around what is appropriate to expect these students to do, what does success look like, is very important at this season of life that we're in. Because if we continue to place standards on these students just because, oh, well, these students are second grade, then we, they must be able to do this by the end of the year. We are going to be missing out on opportunities to really help our students build the foundation they need to, to reach the goals that are appropriate for them, not just the goals that are appropriate for that grade level. That's where we're going to have kids fall through the cracks. They're going to get lost because we're not giving them what they need. We need to begin looking at student-by-student cases. Every student is different. And we know that when we work with ELLs that you could have a group of second grade level three students and they're all going to have different needs. So now more than ever, we need to look at each child and see 
what does success look like for this child? I am absolutely not saying to water down curriculum, to dumb down goals, to not have high expectations. We know that our ELLs need high expectations. They desire high expectations. They show up and perform better when they have high expectations. But we need to have appropriate expectations. It's not, it doesn't make sense for us to put on, even if we have a level three second grader, to be reading grade level proficient work by the end of second grade and be able to discuss in a group their opinion and the author's purpose, all these things, if they're not ready for that, if they're still working on decoding skills at a lower level, what kind of goal can we put, can we help them have so that they can achieve it? And maybe they can totally blow out that goal and maybe they will get there. But we might miss out on a lot of great opportunities to help them along in their language journey if we're setting these expectations that are just not realistic for the student that we're working with. So this is why this conversation is so important. So what do we do to be on the same page to get this conversation going? Well, I recommend to create a pathway to success, okay? So this pathway to success is something that could be different for every language group you work with, I would recommend to do this for language levels over grade levels. Start with your language levels. So you can start by creating a pathway to success for your newcomers. Start there. Talk with your other ESL teachers. Talk with your homeroom teachers. Okay, we have this path. So they start where they're coming in and they might not know any English. So that's where they're starting. Wherever, be clear, be honest about where they're starting. We need to know where they're starting so that we can grow from there. We don't want to put these or, or think that they're further along when they're not there yet because that's okay. Now, start there. Now figure out at the end of the year, where do you want this child to be? For a newcomer, it's not realistic for them to be reading at grade level or being fluent by the end of the year. Learning a language takes time. If that's our expectation, they're going to get very frustrated in the process, and so are you, okay? And so what is our goal? We want to build confidence in our students. We want them to take risks. We want them to see their successes and to keep wanting to go because they are seeing that they're making progress instead of, I'm never going to get there. I'm always behind. I can't learn English. It's only important if I learn English. The rest of these things that I bring to the table don't matter. That's the opposite of what we want them to experience. So let's walk through some examples of some milestones or things that you should put on your success path so that you can start this discussion and get some ideas and, and create these success paths for yourself. I also want to encourage you to talk to your students about this. They need to be so aware of what are different milestones that they're looking for that they're reaching to. And celebrating those things. So let's start with our newcomers, our level one students. What would some of the milestones that we're going to put on our success path? So remember, you're starting at wherever they are. And then what are we reaching to? By the end of the first year you have with that newcomer, what would be a good goal? You know, to have a foundation in English of you could be really specific about what that foundation looks like. Maybe it's a goal of just feeling confident and comfortable speaking up in the classroom. 
that might be your goal for that for that new core for the first year because they might have a couple months of silent period where they're really not engaging at all. They're not speaking out in class. So making that a good goal, a good milestone to reach by the end of the year is a great place to start. What are then some things they're going to be doing on their pathway to get there? So what are some milestones? What are some criteria that they need to hit? Well, the first one might just be following the classroom routine, showing comprehension of what is the expectations in the classroom. Maybe the next one is that they are going to raise their hand and volunteer to answer. That's huge. And maybe even before that, you might want to just do is repeating vocabulary words or is able to point to vocabulary words. So we're kind of taking some of those skills and expectations that we've talked about before and we're making creating a pathway so that we are going to be reaching these successes little by little. We're going to help our students continue on their language journey little by little. Okay, so those are just some ideas. Think about that though. Talk about this in the lunchroom with your with the other people that you work with and really define what are 5 to 7 milestones that this student can reach so that they can hit this big milestone by the end of the year. Do that then again for your level 2 students. What are some things? Maybe by that level a milestone would be volunteering to answer a question on their own and maybe another one would be you know speaking in a complete sentence using the correct verb forms maybe another one would be making connections and sharing about their personal life just little things what do we want our students to be doing so that they're continuing to move forward when we have these as clear ideas we can make sure that what we're doing in instruction is reaching those goals. And that's so crucial. So you could break that down, have some milestones for each language domain, but I would do this first with looking at your language level and then creating a pathway to success for that language level. Then you can pull whatever grade level you're teaching. You can look at the level three pathway to success that you've come up with. You can have a good idea of where you want that student to go at the end of the year and five or six milestones to look for throughout the year. This is going to help you know if you're already halfway through the year and you've had this from the beginning and that student is not even at that first milestone, either you need to switch up the way you're teaching or you need to prioritize different things of how you're teaching, or maybe there's something going on with that student that you need to have more intervention, more checking in, bringing that up in that sense. So this is also having these milestones and check-in points It's going to be helpful for you to see progress and to see where your students, how they're doing. So let's think about a level three or a level four. What are some areas that you could add to your pathway to success for them? Maybe by the end of the year, you want your level three students to be writing independently strong sentences. Okay, maybe your focus is going to really be honing in on writing. Or maybe you want to make it, you know, they can speak about a topic using academic vocabulary and writing a strong sentence about that topic. Maybe that's going to be your big goal for the year for this group of students that you're working with. Now work back. What are some steps that they need to take to get there? Maybe they just need to 
be able to identify the parts of a good sentence. Okay, they can't write a good sentence unless they know what that is. So work backwards, write down the steps it takes to so that you can get your students where you want to see them at the end of the year. I would love to see your pathways to successes. If you create one, please share it on Instagram and tag me at Equipping LLC so that we can see and share with others all the awesome things you're doing. Now, we're going to be heading into a new series for the next couple months. And this new series is called Small Steps to Success. Because I think a lot of times we, when we're working with our students, we feel that they are it's just, it's either we got to do it all or we feel like we can't, we're not going to get there. We're not going to be able to do enough. And so we feel defeated or overwhelmed. And so I really want to challenge you and encourage you to look at the small steps you can take to help your students have success. Even what we just talked about today, doing these pathways to success gives you a clear idea of some of those small steps to take. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I've been working with my daughter's class and seeing some of those students and seeing where we are in the school year and feeling like, what are we going to do to get this student up to speed? And that is not the right mindset to have because one, there's a lot of outside factors, especially when we're working with newcomers. We cannot place that on ourselves or our students that our number one goal is to get them up to speed. Our number one goal has to meet them where they're at and give them what they need to continue to move on in their academic journey, their social journey, their just everything. This is, we're teaching the whole child here. So shifting that mindset from how can we get the student up to speed to what are the small steps I can take as their teacher that is going to give them success? If every teacher in the building thought that way, our students will have success. They will be successful because they'll see the accomplishments that they've reached and they will feel proud of their work instead of feeling defeated. And so we're going to move into the series of small steps to success. And we are going to take a look at the entire school building, different programs, everything about teaching ELLs. We're going to start with looking at different roles and how the administrator administrator plays a huge role in the success of your ELLs and how the administrator can do that. How can the teacher's assistant play a huge role by just taking those small steps to success? How can the homeroom teacher do that? We're going to be taking a look at all of that this upcoming year. And then we're going to dive into different types of models that are popular. What's best for our students? What type of resources should these students be using? And really take a deep dive into analyzing, asking questions, and figuring out what is best for your students and your student population. What you're going to come to find out is there is not a one size fits all. There's not. So we need to take the time to really think about the students that we're working with this year and asking ourselves some key questions so that everybody in the entire building can come on board to help our students reach success through taking some small steps. So I hope you join me this upcoming year as we look at different ways to do that. Again, don't forget about the giveaway that we're doing for the month of January to celebrate the one-year launch of Equipping ELLs. You can find out more about how to enter in the show notes. And the winner will be picked January 29th. So get your entries in for a chance to win 
a one-year subscription to Equipping ELLs. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.